0: Welcome back to another episode of Bagbar Presents Bass and Bands. For today, you got one half of Tofu Shop, C- uh, not, not, sorry, not CJ, YJ, can't believe I got that wrong. <laughs> and we also got another uh, resident DJ in here as well. Would you want to introduce yourself to the listeners?
1: Hi, yep, um, I'm Jesse, and I go under the name Henry to play. Um, yeah, so let's get into it.
0: Yeah, so Henry, well, I'll call you Jesse for now. Uh, (laughs) Can you like tell us how did you actually start it off in Bagba? Like, give us a bit of backstory over here.
1: All right, so this is kind of a bit of a special one, I guess, today because YJ is actually the reason why I got into Bagba. Or am I? Yes, you are. So, one very drunk night after a BYO at house, I decided that it was a great idea to approach the boys and ask them to play a whole SoundCloud mix. Which yeah,
0: that's right. I remember <laughs> that. You, I remember that clearly because you are the first person that come to us and ask, not, not a song request, but a mix request. <laughs> yeah, you are definitely the first and might be the last. But for some reason, we did not push you off because I, like, I was looking at the mix and I was like... Uh, yeah, let's try, you know, like send it over to us and then let's like have a listen and see how it is.
1: For reference sake, this mix was an hour long, so there's no way these boys were playing it.
0: Was it? What, what genre was it again?
1: It was a mixture of everything. To be honest, I'm still bad with genres. I was back then and yeah, the multi-genre thing just seemed to fall, but mainly drum and bass, I think.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I think you are pretty f- comfortable with like some dubstep, like rhythm-ish and then also DNB as well.
1: Yeah, dubstep. W- would that
0: be a comfort zone?
1: Definitely dubstep and rhythm. DMB. I'm. I've got better with over some time, thanks to you. But yeah, I'd say those three are probably my main main ones.
0: And that was last year, like July. Yeah, just a, over a year ago. Yeah, this has been a four-year a. Eh?
1: Yeah, one full year of practicing and learning and. Buzzy. More to go.
0: What's your um? What sort of music do you like usually listen like? The, the casual music that you listen to and also, like, the hype music that you listen to?
1: Casual, definitely. You know those um, Spotify pie charts that were going around a while ago? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so one of those I did on Spotify. Um, turns out Australian reggae or Australian kind of...
0: Sticky Fingers?
1: Yeah, like Sticky Fingers, um, Homebrew, whatnot, is usually my go-to on there. Um, otherwise, on SoundCloud... Mainly dubstep, but also a healthy amount of drum and bass.
0: Because mm, I I'd, I'd actually say that my Spotify and my SoundCloud like listens are actually quite a stark contrast as well. Yeah. Because SoundCloud is actually where I find all the club bangers. Like, um, because I th- I think SoundCloud is just better for club music, just because there's so many like hidden gems in there. Yeah. Like, bootlegs that you can't really find elsewhere. That's where you find in SoundCloud.
1: Well, that's the ones you started sending me when you were teaching me, for sure.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So, I, I yeah. forgot about that, so actually. We're,
1: so SoundCloud introduction definitely um, comes from the Tofu Shop Boys slash YJ as well.
0: Whereas for my Spotify, it's also a bit more on the chill side. That's a bit. That's quite a lot of R&B for my, for my Spotify, actually. Mm. But no, we are not talking about R&B today because we are resident DJs from the back bar. <laughs> All um, sticky
1: fingers, even though we could. No, we couldn't.
0: I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe it's like a bit of a, maybe another topic for another day, I would say. Who knows? Like, maybe we, we can talk about music that we listen to outside of clubs. For sure. Um, do you have any um, artists that are like your inspirations that um, kind of like motivated you to like start DJing? Because you actually started DJing a little bit before I taught you, eh?
1: Uh, I played around. So I had decks for a few years, but I was always a bit shy. Um, yeah. Never really had the confidence to try and go anywhere with it. I think it was 2019. Oh no, 2015. Yeah, I got decks for the first time for Christmas, thanks to my brother and my parents. Um, but yeah, not much luck getting anywhere. I'm from Taupo, Uh, and there's one bar there, Finns.
0: Mm, one, oh yeah, one right.
1: real kind of good, good one that I loved, but. Yeah, to get in the scene there is kind of impossible. You're just staff. So, yeah, lucky counting. Finally got around to it, and we're getting somewhere slowly.
0: Nice, because I think you're doing a pretty good job at Backbar, actually. You're actually getting quite a lot of... Um, you actually been to um, quite a lot of support lineups, actually, aren't you?
1: Yeah, it's been heaps of fun. So um, I just played support for Mount Eden, which was amazing.
0: Yo... Cause is that is he um, one of your inspirations when it comes to EDM music?
1: Definitely one of the original artists I got into. Yeah, so it's been a been a it was a big honour.
0: Which, which is something that I think um, it's cool to talk about actually because you said that you like dubstep, mm-hmm. and fun fact I mean fun fact if you consider that because I um, for Tofu Shop we play mainly bass music and of course dubstep is part of bass music. And um, I've, mentioned it, I've mentioned it before on the first episode that I actually hated dubstep um, when I first started EDM music. Mm-hmm. But I think it was only um, when I joined Back Bar then I kind of like feel the love about dubstep, I guess. Because back then I just feel like, oh, it's just noisy. It's just way too much noise.
1: Yeah, I agree. If you're not a fan of dubstep, listen to it a little bit more.
0: <laughs> but but fun fact though fun fact because the dubstep that um, that we listen to these days mm. isn't actually how dubstep sounds like at the beginning.
1: No, uh, yeah, I agree.
0: Because when you um, do, you have any idea like about the old school dubstep artists? If we talk about like old dubstep,
1: you're talking about like Nero, like kind of old school skrillex.
0: Yeah, probably. Oh, no, I mean I would say old school skrillex is even is more. It's like the pivot. That kind of like revolutionized Upstep, Actually, I mean, mm. it's really subjective here, but I'll probably say you're talking about like South the South London style, you know, the UKF, scream, uh, banger, mala sort of thing.
1: All of the ones that used to play on you'd play on YouTube with the little circle that. Yeah, that's the one. The yeah, middle. that's <laughs> the one. That's the one.
0: Like uh, back then, it was just 140, like 140 BPM, that really deep dark sound, because. Mm. If I'm not wrong, I think Dubstep was actually started off as like, you know, that kid that didn't want to fit in, in the UK EDM scene, which was UK Garage. Mm. So UK Garage was like that r- that really like bright and loud kid, whereas Dubstep was that deep, dark, edgy kid that tries to, like, you know, not be mainstream.
1: <laughs> that, yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah. But... Then fast forward, you got you got to that this really weird period um, where Skrillex comes in, and here's where it comes a bit debatable, I guess, when it comes to dubstep, because mm. um, you got some people that some purists they're like saying, "Oh no, this is not dubstep. This is like way too loud, too much like noise and stuff."
1: They used to all have the noise though, lots of like wonky sounding weird stuff in them.
0: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You get some of the wonky stuff for, like, you know, like, Nero. Mm. Yeah, some of the Nero stuff was actually, like, pretty wonky, pretty wobbly So sort of like, sounds. Which is, like, a bit borderline loud already, I reckon. And then Skrillex comes in with the whole bro-step sound. Uh, yeah. That actually... Skrillex actually arguably um, introduced that subgenre which is called bro-step, which is what most of us consider as these days. mm um, if, if you're talking about, like, modern dubstep, do you have any favourite artists that you might like? Modern dubstep.
1: Yeah, I like Barely Alive. I like um, Subtronics. Are they dubstep? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Current would probably be Sudden Death. But, yeah, mostly on my playlist, there's a lot of old-school dubstep, more along the lines of kind of, like, Alex Perez.
0: Yeah. Which, uh, that, that, um, that deep, dark 140 Alex Perez stuff as well. Which... Fun fact, it's also technically dubstep, you know, it's just that nowadays people don't really want to call it dubstep. Mm. Just because, you know, when you say the word dubstep, people, the, th- the first thing that comes to your mind is that loud synths and and loud basses.
1: You think about breaking your neck against a rail, or yeah. on a rail rather than kind of griming out to some yeah, heavy absolutely, absolutely Yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah. My, my um, I would say, all-time favourite would definitely be Virtual Riot. Mm. Despite, I mean... Yeah, obviously, you know, he's like one of the poster boys of Disciple. And as as basic as it sounds, you know, all credit is due to Virtual Riot. He is a musical genius.
1: He is. And yeah. didn't didn't he play at Back Bar once as well?
0: Twice. Twice, Twice actually. Yeah. And I actually have the honour of um, picking him up um, from Auckland with Troy. Nice. And that is definitely still one of the best experiences I've ever had. Like, Because I, I remember we picked him up from... Um, what was that? I forgot the name of that gig, but it was with um, Shades, which is Abram and um, Alex Perez, I think.
1: Nice, that's um, good. And
0: also Coven, Aiptic, um, and also Virtual Ride, B2B Barely Alive. I will always remember that night because it just buzzes me out so hard when I went to the green room and then I just see like... Um, Virtual Riot, which is which goes by the name of Valentine, like he's just playing his little kendama, <laughs> and then barely alive was just on his laptop, like just like making songs.
1: All these amazing artists, all in one place.
0: Yeah, it really really trips me up because that was like this is like they were like one of my one of my you know favorite topstep artists, and then we we stopped by BP as well because yeah, fun fact, Virtual Riot is vegan or vegetarian. I'm not too sure, and he was like trying to get a, a vegan quiche. And then I shouted him a vegan Like uh, He was like, insisting, like, oh, I should more you. I'm like, nah, it's alright. That's, <laughs> that's on me. But I got the receipt screenshot. You gotta, just, just for memento.
1: You gotta feed the boys on some treats. Yeah.
0: But yeah, um, Virtual Riot came to back bar twice. And both times were super mean. Definitely one of the most memorable nights ever.
1: I think we should start a petition to get them back. Or like a GoFundMe or something. And get um, them to come back and play.
0: <laughs> well, I mean... That's the aim. That's the goal. But you know, the thing about these artists is that they—I'll—I'll I'll consider their popularity to like grow exponentially. So, the more popular they go, the more expensive they got. Um, their booking fees.
1: So, if anyone um wants to start a GoFundMe and contribute and help us get virtual right back to I've, backbar, yes. Please help us out. Give oh. a back bar message. Give us some cash. You know, we know you're all rich uni students, so come along, give us some money.
0: All donations are welcome. <laughs> I mean, you know, you could feel free to just DM the back bar Instagram, which is the back bar ends And you know, just DM us <laughs> what artists you wanna see in Back Bar. And you know, we could kinda see what I could arrange with, you know, a bit of donations, some crowdfundings.
1: More than happy for you to start more than one GoFundMe too.
0: Cause um <laughs> Uh, we we did I mean we did try to like um, book some of these big dubstep artists again but you know their popularity grows exponentially especially in the states so um, the resources the money would be a different story the next time we see them so which you know that's one thing but also I think another cool thing my backbar is that for the past X we do book a lot of like um, growing artists.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's very, it's very. Um, what would you call it? Like, has it? We have a lot of variety to who we have come and play, which is really cool. And it's there's a little bit of everything, something for everyone.
0: Yeah, because you know, if you come into Backbar and you had a look at um the couches area, that little wall of fame, that post, the posters, that's our Backbar history, and you can see us so many currently famous DJs which back then they were like you know uprising DJs
1: if you haven't been and had a look it's an entire wall full of posters dating back years and it's amazing it's like a masterpiece like something you find in a museum
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> that that is such I mean you know, there's such a rich history of back honestly uh yeah but virtual ride is definitely one of my favorites um if you're talking about like someone that's like maybe not so up there uh, I would probably say Frosttop, Frosttop. If you consider him to be dubstep, uh, Frosttop is like a little saber ish So you know, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit trap. Um, Ray Volpe, Ray Volpe, he is pretty famous now, to be honest. Um, well, and then a bit more like the rhythm side, you got like people like Archaos, um, ominous, which is also something that I do like as well. Because you, you like a rhythm too, right, Jesse?
1: Yes, I do. Yep. Can't Cause, go wrong.
0: Because I've caught you playing some wonky rhythm, like, quite a few times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, you're probably just not aware, like, what, what are the genres that you're playing, eh?
1: Yeah, so we, we have this um, ever-going issue between, not, no, not so much issue, but this ever-going learning curve between me and um, YJ, my mentor, which is genres and getting them right and... I mean, you know, you don't have to get it perfect every time as well if you're looking to get into it, but it's so much fun just learning and getting out there and being able to kind of have these opportunities. You can play dubstep, and if you accidentally play a whole bunch of weird rhythm in there, you're more than welcome to. People will be happy for you, but that also prompts you to get some advice and more learning curves too, which is cool. Everyone's really supportive of it.
0: Because you have played, um, have you? How many times of closing set have you played in bank Bar? Do you remember? Couple of times.
1: Like one and a half. One and a half? <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you Did you enjoy that?
1: I loved it. Yeah.
0: Because um, would you Would you consider like that moment as like where you let loose and just play whatever you want?
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like a little bit of like take the leash off kind of moment where I could actually be a little bit more creative and. Um, I don't know, I guess have a little bit more fun with it because the sets get a little bit heavier as the night goes on, right? Yeah. So the closing set, me being someone that really likes to play heavy, I kind of get to get this little kick and get out of my system and then continue playing everything else I like playing whenever else I get put on.
0: Yeah, and then you got that um, massive back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back at like the last 15 minutes before we close us all.
1: Yeah, that was fun. We did back like four or five people at a time.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, that's pretty much like an all-out battle of, like, how, like, let's see if you could, like, out-heavy each other sort of thing. It was. Friendly, just friendly competition. It's, it's it's nothing nothing hostile, you know, just a bit of, like, friend friendly back-to-back.
1: And if you've ever seen Backbar and the stage at Backbar, there's not a very big gap between each speaker. So yeah. imagine, like, four or five people standing like sardines, trying to kind of get their arms in there, it just look like, one whole big wide person with multiple arms.
0: Yeah, I, yeah absolutely, <laughs> that's right. But that also that also makes it fun as well, you know. It mm. just makes it more, I don't know, it's more cosy, you know. Everyone's just all like, hyping, it, hyping each other like when the bangers comes in.
1: Very fun. And we're all a big family, so, you know. And I, I would show. say,
0: I'll also say, the um, crowd at the closing scene, uh, sorry, at, at the um, closing hour, is also... A little bit different from the crowd that you get like at the early night, because uh, w- you know, w- know what we mean. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I would, I would like I, I was like jokingly tell CD, like, oh, we've weeded out all the week now. It's all just the headbangers that's in the rail now, just headbanging to like <laughs> all the heavy, th- all the heavy shit.
1: The ones that are waiting to snap their necks against the rails.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> back bar do have some die hard like bass hits, mm-hmm. on, in all honesty. Yeah, but that also kind of makes me think about it though like what do you reckon um about the bass audience in in New Zealand though because we we um we had this conversation before like me and uh, CJ and I but what's your input on the audiences when it comes to bass music in New Zealand though
1: (coughs) I don't think it's big enough but I do definitely think it's
0: getting bigger because do you do you feel like um, pre-COVID and post-COVID there's a difference. Cause have you seen yes. the bass scene pre-COVID? Uh,
1: only what I saw as like not being involved within the industry kind of. Yeah. But um, yeah so I definitely I used to just love going to gigs because it was a gig you know I wasn't looking for any of the aspects around playing or like how popular this type of music was versus this type of music but I've always liked bass music and I've always kind of tried to weed it out and go to those events specifically. I feel like there is a lot less of those now since COVID, for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because I think, I mean, I think it's just because of the, um, I'm saying this like in a really reserved way now, but I mean, just because nowadays, Mm -hmm. like audiences are mainly listening to another dominant EDM genre right now, which we will not be talking about today, but... Honestly, I would say that New Zealand actually does have a really big bass crowd. Mm. We just don't know where to go. Mm. Cause I remember clearly, um, I mean, not talking about not talking about back bar. Because back bar back then, um, whenever we got bass on um, artists, it's always packed out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Bass nights in back bar always sort itself out pre COVID. Mm. Um, but there were also some um, artists that didn't come to hamilton that cj and i um made the trip up to auckland sudden death was one of it mm. and black tiger sex machine honestly one of the best dubstep uh bass um base trio that you must see because i would even go as far as saying that the visuals and the set is better than exhibition.
1: Wow, yeah, that's a big call because yeah, we love
0: Excision. Yeah. It's a big <laughs> call. Also, Touch Base. That's <laughs> right, Touch Base. Because, I mean, Touch Base was huge as well back, uh, in New Zealand back then because that, um, 2018, we had Exition. We had Exition for Touch Base. There was Bro Brohawk, Getter, um, Exition, Slumberjack. And um, if you're talking about visuals, Exition and Black Tiger Sex Machine, up there you must see them because every song that they play is all like time-coded and mm. so all the visuals like act according to it that is cool it is a trip that is yeah. cool
1: speaking of visuals have you did you see the visuals that quicks played at um deep heart and funky they uh, were time-coded
0: oh yeah that's right Uh I actually, I, I, I didn't go to Deep and Funky, so I'm not so sure. So I mean, I'm gonna need people to tell me stories about that one.
1: If you need, um, if you want to check it out, by the way, he posted it on his um Facebook page. So go and have a look because it's worth looking at.
0: Oh yeah, I'll check that out. I checked yep. it out actually, but um, also yeah, because I was talking about sudden death at Auckland. Um, every every song that he played was actually like a huge mosh pit going on. It's, it feels really, really, like, buzzy seeing, like, the mosh pits, like, from upstairs and seeing down, like, as if, like, people are just fighting.
1: And, like, the lights and the movements would all be in sync, right? Yeah, it yeah. is
0: unreal. It is unreal. Cool. I mean, I just I just wish that... I wish that, you know, the base crowd comes back to New Zealand. You know, hmm. where, wherever you guys are hiding, come back out, you know? Come and
1: see us. Come in and see us. Just tell us. Just come, make a hashtag something. Make yeah. base something and come and see us. Let us know send us a message with who you want to see as well, like at the at back bar on Facebook or Instagram and just let us know because we'd love some input and it'd be cool to get some of those base heads back in the cave.
0: Yeah, honestly. And then also, you know, tag, tag us in Instagram, you know, the back um, the back bar NZ. And also, you know, tag your artists that you want to see, tag them in your stories. You know, quite o- quite often they do respond.
1: Mm, they see it. They yeah. might. You might not think that artists see it, but they see it.
0: Because, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Uh, because I, I also co-run the Instagram page of, um, for Backbar quite often quite often we get artists saying yo I'll be keen you know I just need promoters to hit me up mm. yeah so you know make some hype around around socials and then let your voice be heard
1: let's bring bass back to Hamilton guys yeah. <laughs> and
0: you know uh, yeah actually yeah follow follow in um, follow Backbar on Instagram you know the Backbar NZ tag us followers on, so- on socials on Facebook Mm. And also follow us on um, Spotify, SoundCloud as well. Yeah, we're across Backbar NZ.
1: All platforms as well. So just look up Backbar, you'll find us Backbar NZ.
0: And also follow, follow Henry as well. What's your what are the socials?
1: Yeah, so um, Henry underscore NZ for Instagram, or I that seems to be the only page, unless you want to add me, which is just Jesse Ferner.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you are also. Going to be posting some mixes as well soon, Were you? Yeah, do you so see I yourself doing I think
1: we've got a resident spotlight coming up soon, which should be some fun. So yeah, that will go on our SoundCloud. Check that out when it drops and we'll be advertising it on Instagram, which will be cool too.
0: Yeah, that will be sick. Follow us on socials, on a back bar, Instagram page, Facebook page. Also follow Henry as well. And also follow Tofu Shop if you haven't followed us. do Tofu Don't Shop forget Tofu underscore shop. delivery. And I think that's pretty good for today. Let's wrap it let's wrap up on that. You cool. reckon?
1: Yeah. Have a nice day.
0: Have a nice day. <laughs> See you next episode.